Trish knelt beside Sharp. You can swim, right, boy? Sharp barked excitedly, which could have been a yes or a no. So Trish decided to take it as a yes. Good. He could help her reach the shore, somehow. She didn't need any stupid pieces of wood. A gust of wind rocked the ship, but Patrick held her steady. As they approached the two rocks, Trish found herself holding her breath. She let it go, breathing in the salty sea air and holding it for a few seconds before letting it out and taking another deep breath. A creaking sounded as the ship passed the first rock. Sharp whimpered. Just the wood, scraping against the rock, Patrick said, his voice edgy. Nothing to worry about. Then why do your eyes look big as enderpearls? Just tell me something, he said. Distract me. How about instead you tell me something? Like what's the plan when we find this Aziz character? I don't know, actually. All this blade of the sea talk, about it being a person and all that, none of it really makes sense. You're telling me? Another creak, this time for the second rock. Trish yelped as something touched her, then turned to see it was Patrick, clutching her arm, staring at the rocks in terror. Hmm, didn't you say we'd be okay? she asked. What? he said, voice shaking. Then he seemed to remember himself as he released her arm and stood tall again. Uh, yes, but, see, it's not the rocks that worried me that time. What then? As they cleared the second rock, she saw what he was looking at. A vast graveyard of ships. Many were half sunk in the water, others totally submerged with only their masts sticking out. It looked like a nightmare to navigate, but luckily for them they weren't that close, and there was still time to avoid them. Just go left, she said. I'm trying. Indeed, he was struggling with the wheel. That's the problem. Something's stopping me. Trish ran to the side of the boat and looked over to see a small army of squids pushing the ship. Sharp joined her and started barking, but it didn't scare them off. Where's my bow and arrow? she shouted, searching through their belongings. The captain's hold. Patrick braced against the wheel with all his might. Hurry! A ship's mast was sticking out of the water, aimed at just the wrong angle so it would skewer them if they didn't change direction fast. Sprinting all out, Trish burst into the captain's hold and saw her bow next to the window. She snatched it along with her arrows and ran back to the squids, fitting an arrow into the bow as she went. The first arrow slid right off the side of one of the squids. It's not working, she shouted over her shoulder, notching a second arrow in spite of the trembling of her hands. We have to find another way. That's not an option, he shouted back. The second arrow hit the squid right in the eye and pushed it back. She shot another, but looked at her arrows. Only six remained, not enough to keep the squids off. And when she looked down, the squid she'd shot was back at the side of the ship, pushing in spite of the arrow sticking out of its eye. There had to be another option, and it was up to her to figure it out. Steer with them, she shouted, the idea hitting her suddenly. Are you crazy? The boat can't turn hard enough. We'll be trapped in the debris. Just do it. He looked at her, uncertainty heavy in his eyes, then released the wheel and let the pressure from the squids turn it until it stopped spinning. Then he grabbed a hold and continued the momentum. Sure enough, while the ship wouldn't have been able to turn fast enough by itself, 
the momentum plus the power of the squids pushing caused the ship to do a full circle, broadsiding the squids and trapping them between the sunken ships and the PT Savior. There were a series of popping sounds as one squid after another was squished to between the ships, and their squishiness acted like a slime cube, bouncing the PT Savior right out of harm's way. They were back in open waters, sailing for safety. Trish ran to the back of the boat, staring in disbelief as they left the danger behind them. That was too close, she said in a low whisper. Sharp barked in agreement. Patrick appeared over her, the sky shining brightly behind him, so that she could only see his silhouette. He lowered himself beside her and stared up at the sky too. You saved our lives, Patrick said in amazement. It won't be the last time, she said.